It might surprise some of you to know that I'm actually looking for coaches to collaborate with in the pageant sorority. And I say it might surprise you, um, even though I've said on multiple occasions that I think one of the hallmarks of a great coach is knowing what they're good at, knowing what their areas of strength are and knowing what they suck at. Because, no, to be frank, no one coach is good at everything, no matter what industry you're looking at, whether it's pageant coaching, tennis coaching, math tutoring, life coaching, no one is going to be the best at everything. Now, you might have one main coach, that's fine. What I have found is that as I take on more clients and I'm under the belief that that's going to only increase once the sorority is up and running in November um, in terms of the demand on my coaching, um, my one-on-one time is going to be at a premium um, as it is for all of us, right? You can't really scale your time. You can be more productive with it but you can't duplicate yourself. And what I'm finding more and more often is that uh, my clients, and these are clients who are going to be walking some some of the biggest stages in the world uh, on the international stage, or some of these clients have already done that. And I'm finding more and more often I'm having to say to them, look, I can help you with this area. And to, I think most of you will know my stated area of expertise is mindset because that's been my wheelhouse for the last 20 years. Coaching pageantry is relatively new for me compared to that. Um, But more and more of my clients, and this makes perfect sense to me, are asking about, oh, do you know anyone who's good for walk? Or do you know anyone who can help with styling? Or do you know anyone who can help with social media? And as much as I could say, look, I can give you some pointers or give you my opinion, because I keep saying to them, look, I I want what's best for you, so I don't want to be giving you my opinion because I think we can find someone better than myself. So, of course, the next question is, well, do you have anyone you could recommend? And that's where I'm needing to increase my network of people, basically, that I can recommend clients to. So I have a few. Um, The one I often quote is Danielle uh, with the pageant stylist, Danielle Latimer, um, because she knows styling inside, outside. She lives it. She breathes it. Um, And she's really, really like world-class at it. I think she would be one of the best in the world for it. And obviously she's a good friend and I trust her, which is probably the most important thing. Someone that has integrity and will do the right thing by you. That's what you want from a coach, right? Um, But outside of that, I have found it difficult to find coaches who are willing to collaborate. I think some of them don't like the thought of working with anyone else, which I can sort of understand, but I'm actually saying, hey, I've got someone who I want to recommend to someone. Um, Would you be interested in that? And they're maybe a bit too proud to accept it. Um, There could be some really, really good coaches who simply aren't aware that I want to collaborate But to give you an idea, if you are a coach who's watching this and you're interested in maybe collaborating with a pageant sorority and getting some additional clients, let me give you this example. I coach a lot of tennis and I distinctly remember going to this client, going to his home. Uh, He was an middle-aged to elderly gentleman, probably 55 or 60, you know, not in the best physical shape. And uh, he wanted to have a few lessons of tennis from me. 
I of course had a bit of a conversation with them, and I think that is one of the first. That's one of the hallmarks of a great coach. Again, is the first thing they should do is actually have a conversation with you to see how they can help you before they start charging you for the help. Um, but as it turned out, one of the other coaches who I had worked with previously had actually coached this guy before. And so, of course, I don't want to go over stuff that he's been taught before, but obviously I want to know what he's been taught so I can get a lay of the land, so to speak. And as it turns out, this previous coach had taught this 55 to 60-year-old kind of out of shape man that um, they were working on his forehand. If you don't know anything about tennis, it's, you know, you take, if you're right-handed, you take the racket back in your right hand and you hit the ball, right? It's probably the easiest shot for a lot of people. Um, And this coach, bless him, had tried teaching him the same fundamentals that Rafael Nadal, and if you don't know who Rafael Nadal was, I probably can't help you look him up. (laughs) But let's just say in tennis, he's definitely in the conversation for greatest of all time. Okay, that that level of magnitude, um, maybe the Catriona Gray of tennis, if you want to put it that way for many of you. But um, he had taught this 60-year-old out-of-shape gentleman to do a forehand like Rafael Nadal. Now, the big issue I had with it was that Rafael, Rafael Nadal, Nadal is an elite athlete, right, in amazing shape. And one of the things that really worried me was his coach had taught him about upper torso rotation. If you're watching the video, you can see this. If you're listening on the podcast, just imagine. So you turn, so your left shoulder is facing forwards, and then you're supposed to rapidly turn as you hit the ball all the way around. So now your right shoulder is facing forwards. And, you know, that rapid sort of upper body rotation, quite violent upper body rotation, it's all well and good for someone who's an elite athlete. But I think you can see my sort of concern when it comes to getting a 60-year-old out-of-shape man to suddenly start violently twisting his spine, right? And look, to top it off, I mean, the thing is, if it works, it works. But this wasn't working because it takes a great deal of coordination to turn your torso through 180 degrees and still have your eye on the ball and still make good contact. So, a lot of my first lesson with this guy was actually spent helping him unlearn that, which was difficult because he'd been sold on this idea that if he did this, he'd hit his forehand like Nadal. Turns out, no, because what had worked for Nadal is just not going to work for you because he didn't have the same level of fitness. But my point is this, that previous coach had the same technical qualifications as I did. And so in tennis coaching, there are formalized coaching qualifications you can get. Uh, he had the same qualification as I did. He'd had probably roughly the same amount of experience as I've had in terms of the number of years, probably a little bit less, but he certainly wasn't new to it. But the thing is, on paper, right, same two coaches, same kind of qualifications, roughly the same experience. And frankly, he'd probably played more tennis than I had growing up because if you hadn't heard the story I taught myself tennis probably when I was in my early 20s. It certainly wasn't something that I was just blessed at or had some innate talent at growing up, and I didn't play it a lot growing up. I had little to no way, little to no formalized lessons in it. I just loved it 
decided I wanted to teach myself because I couldn't afford lessons. But because I had to teach myself, I became very good at analyzing what worked and what didn't, what the best players in the world did that was different to other people. So my point is on paper, we look the same. You might even have favored him because he had a bit more playing experience. But the result, the end result for the client was going to be a lot better with me, I'd like to think, not because of any qualification I had, but it's a strength that I think as a coach, this is what I'm really looking for in someone I collaborate with, and it's called strategic thinking, right, or strategy. And that's a skill that, and I keep saying Danielle has this skill when it comes to styling, you listen to someone, you ask what help they need, but you don't just jump in straight away and say, oh, you need to do this. You need to buy XYZ dress or you'll look so good in the color red. Let's just get you in the color red. It's the ability to take the client from where they want to be to where they want to go and even know some of the points that they're going to need to work on that they may not be aware of. And I say this because every time, I think without exception, every time I've worked with a pageant coaching client, they've come to me and they've had this presenting issue. Let's say, let's say it's confidence or they just, um, they want to do better at interview and that's the presenting problem. But what I've always ended up working with them on is actually something else that when we fix that something else unlocks their full potential. It doesn't just fix this presenting problem, it fixes a whole bunch of other things. And that's the skill, I think, of a great coach is to know what that underlying fundamental problem is, even when the client doesn't know. And let's be honest, very often the client doesn't know. That's why they're coming to you as a coach for your expertise, your perspective. It's another set of eyes but it's a very educated set of eyes and it's a set of eyes that needs to know exactly what to look for. And it's a set of eyes, hopefully that's seen a lot of these patterns in the past. And I think that's how you get, like you get good at anything, but with coaching, it's experience. Like after you've coached a hundred, like I've coached by now it'd be thousands of people. If you count all the tennis and the pageantry and everything together, I think it would be thousands of people. And there's only so many certain limiting beliefs or limiting behaviors that people have, whether it's imposter syndrome, a lack of confidence, trying to prove someone wrong, whatever it is. And that's why, so long story short, yes, I'm actually looking to collaborate with coaches so I can refer my clients on to other people for other expertise. Really, in, the ter- in terms of pageantry, it's definitely walk, um, how to dress because look, Danielle's not going to be able to take everyone on. There's a certain limit to what she can do. But any any other area, you might do mindset just like I do, but I'm really looking for someone who just, who just doesn't talk a good game that has, as I said, that strategic mindset, that sort of the, the gift of a great coach, the ability to just see someone, and it could be for five seconds, five minutes, And you go, ah, I know exactly what you need to work on. Or I know why you have this issue. Or in terms of walk, be like, oh, I know why you're having an issue with your walk. It's because you do X, Y, Z, but you need to do A, B, C because you've got different body types. Or maybe it's the heels in your shoes are too long or too short or your dress is too long, right? 
I'm looking to collaborate with people like that because there are many, many coaches who, like my coaching friend, as I told you, have so-called qualifications. There aren't really coaching qualifications in pageantry, but you get my drift. They might have some sort of coaching qualification. They might brag with their testimonials. And look, it could be proper, like it could be, I'm assuming it's true, right? They might have coached XYZ winner, right? But you can look good on paper and still really suck as a coach. And on the other hand, you might not have any formal qualifications and you might not have a track record of experience or success but you just inherently know that you were born to work with people and maybe you've done one or two on the side informally and had great results and you're looking to maybe further your coaching career, that's more the sort of person that I want to hear from because I've also worked with, I've hired coaches in the past, specifically with my tennis coaching business, I had to bring on other coaches. So I know what it's like to help other coaches grow in terms of growing their business, growing their skills. And I'm sure that I would have a lot to learn from you. This is not just a one-way street. I'm definitely not coming to you as, oh, you should listen to me. I'm the best in the world. Listen to everything I say and do it my way. I know a lot because I've been doing this a long time, but I'm equally aware that we all have something that we can teach one another. So if you are a coach who, look, common sense. You have to have integrity. You have to put the client's needs first and you have to be able to keep a secret. Like a lot of this stuff you work confidentially, right? That's a common sense stuff. But specifically beyond that, I'm not necessarily looking for someone who's got glowing qualifications or has coached a billion people. That would be cool. Like, especially if it's a formalized coaching qualification or you've coached some big names and you really help those big names, by the way, right? It wasn't like they were going to succeed no matter who they worked with and you just happened to tag along, but you really helped them. But also, if you don't have that, but you just kind of know that you want to get into coaching and you've got that sort of servant heart, that servant mindset, and you love helping people, then drop me a line. You can either send me a DM um, or it'd be better if you emailed me just because I'm losing track of some of the requests. So you can email me on info at thepageantproject.com or send me a DM. And just say, hey, I'm looking to, you know, I saw this video, I listened to this episode, I'm looking to get into coaching, or I'm already doing coaching. You know, here's why I think I'd be a great fit to collaborate with um, in the sorority. Of course, I'm going to expect that you join the sorority before I refer clients to you, just so you know what I'm about. Um, There might be some financial arrangement we can come to there, but I certainly do not want to be recommending someone to my clients when I haven't seen what you're about. I just won't do that. I'd rather, as bizarre as it sounds, I'd rather teach them wardrobe or walking than just refer them on to someone who I have no idea whether they know their stuff or not. Um, So if that's you, drop me a line and we can have a conversation. And worst comes to worst, we just go, okay, not going to work out. We'll go our separate ways, no harm, no foul. But uh, DM me or email info at thepageantproject.com And I'd love to build my network of coaches so that no matter who comes to me, no matter what issue they have, I can refer them on to someone. And hopefully, look, if you need to get help, someone, you have a client that needs help with their mindset, hopefully you can refer them on to me as well. As I said, hopefully this can be a two-way street. But that's it for today's episode. So I'm definitely on the headhunt for 
good coaches, great coaches, coaches who have integrity, willing to put their customers first, their clients first, and willing to go that extra mile as well. I think that's important to say. I'm not looking for someone who punches the clock. I understand if your client has paid for an hour, you don't want to go for five hours and that you might have a busy schedule. Sometimes you do have to wrap things up. But I'd like to work with people who aren't going, oh, well, I could help you more, but your time's up. See you next week. I'm not a big fan of that. Um, having said that, I I don't have any problem with you charging what you're worth, right? And I actually wish more people would do that. So there's a bit of a give and take balance here. Let me leave it there. As I said, drop me a DM. Send me that email, info at thepageantproject.com, and I'll speak to you again tomorrow.